There is no need for reflection. Life goes down as easily as custard without any lumps. Open up, swallow, all gone. There are plenty of residents who are quite satisfied with this permanent, all-inclusive holiday. But for myself and a number of my friends, the idleness of the care-home existence does nothing for our day-to-day -day contentment. This diary will give me a sense of purpose again. It forces me to stay alert, to put my eyes to work, my ears to the ground, and obliges me to follow the developments in our care home, as well as what's happening in the rest of the world. I shall be exercising the brain cells on a daily basis to keep my thoughts fresh and organized. Brain gymnastics to keep the mind sharp. This past year, I found myself thinking all too often what a shame it was that I was no longer writing things down, when, for instance, another old geezer made a spectacle of himself, the staff made a dog's dinner of something, or the director lauded it all too snootily over her underlings. I feel like throwing my hat in the ring again. Saturday 3rd of January One care-home director has set a good example in the papers by telling the truth. The standards that we, as a society, have for the professional care of the elderly cannot be met under the present circumstances. In other words, it can't be helped if, from time to time, a nappy doesn't get changed promptly enough, or a set of teeth goes missing, or an inmate has to be tied to the bed for a while. Unfortunate, but alas. If all the activists, all the sensation-seeking, scandal-mongers of the press, and all thirty-two care-home inspection agencies want this to change, they will have to persuade the electorate to agree to a hefty insurance rate increase. Good luck with that. I intend to press that article personally into our director's hands. Yes, that's a surprise, isn't it? Meek Hendrick is no more. He doesn't yet deserve to be called Brave Hendrick. But a year ago, at my dear friend Ifje's funeral, I did resolve to drop my faint-hearted caution once and for all. I am more and more inclined to speak my mind, and it usually feels great when I do. I do still need to work up my nerve, my heart in my mouth, but after some hesitation I'll jump in with both feet from the high diving board, coming up for air, sputtering but triumphant. The support I receive from the other members of the Old But Not Dead Club is invaluable. Especially from Evett, who is not only my best friend, but also someone who has no trouble at all, speaking his mind, and always has my back. This year we have once again been promised a horror winter. In spite of all previous erroneous predictions of extreme cold, this prognosis is being taken very seriously. My fellow inmates have stocked up for winter like nobody's business. 
The cupboards are bursting with biscuits, chocolates, soft drinks, and loo paper. This last item is on account of the fact that we, we now have to provide it ourselves, due to economic cutbacks. Ever since these were instituted, we are being much more frugal about wiping ourselves with, with all attendant consequences thereof. What is saved on paper is spent on extra laundry soap. Sunday, 4th of January Mrs. Stellwagen is no longer surprised when I give her a newspaper article to read or some other piece of unsolicited advice. Stellwagen is not concerned with anything but her own self-interest, her reputation, which hinges on peace in her domain and meek inmates. She knows I'm aware of this. She also...